Welcome to TND Talk, a special series on the Line Life podcast channel. For each episode, companies can share their stories about how they're supporting the electric utility industry. Through their tools, technologies, products, and services, they're helping line workers and field workers improve their productivity and safety. This podcast episode focuses on how to boost grid reliability by prioritizing equipment maintenance and replacement. Today, I will be talking with Ray Kasten, Vice President Digital Solutions for Southwire, who will describe his company's Digital Grid Resiliency Assessment Program. Ray, thank you for joining us for TND Talk. Thank you for having me. Ray, to begin, can you give our listeners an overview of why it's important to conduct a Digital Grid Resiliency Assessment? Sure. Essentially, we have millions of devices and assets that have been running past their life expectancy for several years. The assets are dispersed over thousands of miles, and we have a retiring workforce with years of knowledge and experience that are now going home. So the grid resiliency assessment is a rapid way to measure the health of a utilities network. It identifies areas for improvement that offer the highest return on investment. It's measured by both cost justification and expected reliability improvements. It's a strategy to improve reliability and resiliency with limited dollars. Many utilities right now are really pressed on their O&M spend. So this is a way of finding where I can get my biggest bang for the buck. And it leverages primarily the utility's outage data as well as GIS data. So it's made up of several modules. One is called the grid modernization module which is focused on upgrading older devices to newer equipment or newer technology, such as replacing 30-year-old fuses with fuse alternatives or automating switch equipment. The other module is vegetation optimization. Vegetation is often the number one or number two cause of outages. We identify where limited O&M dollars can be applied to optimize trimming. Another module is asset performance analysis. It's really looking at the overall health of your assets to see what strategy is the most cost-effective method to improve reliability. And then, of course, there's network configuration. And that's simply improving a network through phase balancing or circuit segmentation. Thanks to COVID, the utility has millions of customers working from home versus in the office and they now require high availability for their internet requirements. So the visibility has increased multiple fold right now. Thank you, Ray. And what are some issues or challenges that electric utilities often face when it comes to grid reliability? They've got limited O&M dollars to spend on repairs. I've spoken to a couple of utilities recently, and their O&M dollars have been decreased by 40%. Customers are expecting higher availability with lower momentaries due to working from home where interruptions can cause their internet to go out. A momentary is something that where your lights blink for a second and all of a sudden you have to reset your internet. And that's starting to really get customers' attention list. And of course, the aging workforce. Again, the hundreds of thousands of assets that are dispersed over thousands of miles are often serving millions of customers. So the visibility, the public service commissions or public regulators are really looking at, hey, we've got to make improvements here. 
And Southwire offers a 30-day grid resiliency assessment. Can you talk step-by-step how that works? Yeah. Essentially, we ask for a data dump of their current GIS system. That feeds our connectivity model so that we can measure a device's criticality to the network. Secondly, a data dump of their OMS system with five to 10 years of data. This data objectively tells us the reliability issues versus who's screaming the loudest. Optionally, we like to get a five or seven years of vegetation trimming cycle data that gives us a full cycle, maybe sometimes two cycles to perform the analysis. We then run it through our data integrity module that checks data quality and completeness against 30 categories of potential data issues. Once that is complete, we build a connectivity model so that we can provide a criticality and impact score on assets needing attention. We then apply our machine learning and AI tools to confirm or correct the failures that the customer has identified, causes, and also root causes of outages. We then apply the data against our network reliability, grid modernization, asset performance analysis, and vegetation optimization modules to determine the utility's best strategy for improvements. The solution will then rank the assets needing attention, a recommendation, or remedy, and the expected improvements once the action is taken. We present those findings and recommendation to the customer utilizing their data versus industry-type data is their specific data. We then provide the customer with a 30-day license to use the system for further analysis. So following the recommendations presentation, the customer can elect to license the software on-premise or through an annual subscription fee. Using the system on an ongoing basis allows the customer to continually refine their strategy, take into account new events as they unfold, and to update their overall health of their network. So as they make corrections out in the field or modernize equipment, they can actually see and revise the objectives of their game plan or their strategy. That sounds like a really good approach. And Ray, can you discuss the benefit of using existing GIS and outage data to identify systems for system reliability improvements? Sure. So with GIS data, we can build a connectivity model, which shows the importance and criticality of every single device from the substation to the customer's meter. We can also prioritize work based on the type of customers affected, such as hospitals, schools, life support. You may have a device out there that has 100 customers attached to it, but another device may only have 50 customers. However, that could include two hospitals, three schools, and a handful of customers on life support. So that helps us prioritize where they need to spend their limited dollars. With the OMS data, we can objectively document the outages over multiple years and perform root cause analysis prior to offering remedies. Many OMS systems have a level of data quality issues that utilities are concerned with. So we evaluate and cleanse their data through our data integrity module. It's a side benefit of the engagement. 
And Ray, can you describe the need to identify circuit reliability issues at the device level? How does this help to prioritize equipment maintenance and replacement? So circuit reliability is a starting point and most utilities have to have their worst performing circuit reports. You don't want to have a circuit two years in a row as one of the worst performing circuits. So for us, that's the starting point. But many times the majority of the problems are somewhere down the line, somewhere downstream. It may be device issues, load balancing, segmenting issues, things of that nature. As mentioned earlier, knowing what and who is impacted at the device level allows us to maximize improvements and benefits with limited dollars. So by figuring out the quantity and the quality of customers affected, it'll improve their SADI numbers or their IEEE 1366 reporting numbers. And next, can you explain how the assets are ranked based on their health and network? So for each utility, it can be based on multiple IEEE 1366 reporting. That's a standard globally used. And customers are measured by the utility and by their customers by SADI, which is System Average Interruption Duration Index, or SAFI, which is more of a frequency-based. MAFIs, which are Momentary Average Interruption Frequency Index, and then SEMI, customers experiencing multiple interruptions. So each customer can balance out how they want to rank their assets or build their strategy. On the asset health front, it's how many sustained outages, momentaries, and planned outages are associated with that device, along with the duration of each outage. For the critical ranking, it can be based on the number of customers affected, the type of customer, as I mentioned earlier, whether it's a hospital or school system, environmental issues such as a fire zone, to be based on nameplate data such as age, oil-based reclosers, which are somewhat of a maintenance challenge. So there's a number of factors that can be put into the program. Also, is there redundancy built into the network? It's a circuit on the worst performing list for the second year, as I mentioned earlier. Priority can also be set by inspections such as pole inspections, LIDAR, and imagery that identifies defects or potential issues. The customer determines a priority according to their business drivers. By providing the health and criticality up front, everyone objectively understands where the effort needs to take place. I came from the nuclear industry and often the loudest noise would always get the most attention. But if you proactively identified and objectively identified the asset ranking, things seem to be a lot more organized. Yeah, that makes sense. And Bray, can you describe how AI and machine learning help to confirm and refine equipment failures, causes, root causes, and remedies? Okay. So Firstly, we found that restoration notes, customer calls, and other freeform entries are invaluable. This is where AI and ML can quickly come into play where you're looking for keywords or phrases over millions of records to find the root cause of failures. We have also found that failures such as equipment or weather causes may be the result when in fact the root cause may be vegetation. As an example of that, 
the wind can blow the branches into the line, which causes the fuse to blow. The fuse did what it was expected to do by protecting the equipment, but the root cause was vegetation too close to the conductor. With one customer, we found an additional 25% of outages were vegetation-related versus equipment-related. The end result that occurred was that vegetation optimization program needed to be implemented at that customer site. That's really interesting. And following an assessment, utilities will gain access to your company's grid resiliency solution. Ray, can you describe how these resources help utilities to improve their grid reliability? So the recommendations provide a detailed strategy on what needs to be performed, the cost, and the expected benefits. When the system is used on a continual basis, as new events emerge, the priorities can be reset. As solutions are implemented, the benefits can be measured and the strategy adjusted as needed. As new equipment becomes available and gets implemented, as vegetation cycles are completed, as networks are upgraded, the system dynamically readjusts its strategy and priorities. So it's a living product that changes as events unfold as utilities take actions, whether that's a capital expenditure or O&M expenditure. Wonderful. And our T&D World subscribers and Line Life podcast listeners love hearing about case studies. Can you talk about some case studies in which Southwire helps utilities to discover problems and pinpoint solutions through the assessment? So we have multiple case studies, but two that come to mind are related substantially to reducing outages. With the first utility, their problem was vegetation outages were growing, hugely impacting SADI and O&M costs related to tree trimming. So their budgets were growing to handle it, but they were still losing the battle as their SADI number was increasing. Our AI module found that while vegetation-related outages were clearly the number one cause of outages, there were also other equipment and weather outages that were also caused from vegetation. We deployed our data integrity module, linear connectivity model, outage and vegetation optimization modules to identify the full scope and impact of their vegetation caused outages. We reviewed 10 years of outages, vegetation cycle data, their current GIS data, and worked with our LIDAR and imagery partner in identifying encroachments. We found that there were an extra 20 to 25% more vegetation-related outages than the customer had documented. We found the worst-performing circuits than the highest-impact areas at the device and span level. We leveraged the LiDAR data so that we focused on the highest areas of impact with the highest potential vegetation-related outages. This allowed us to predict where to prioritize and perform their work. The vegetation optimization module curtailed 40% of trimming on their circuits while substantially improving reliability. We now have multiple customers, by the way, with 40% or more reductions in CMI or customer minutes of interruption. So this strategy helped kind of lower their O&M spend while decreasing their CMI. The second example is really about device level outages where impacting O&M expenditures, CMI, customer minutes of interruption, 
and KADI, Customer Average Interruption Duration Index. This led us to deploy our grid modernization solution. We found 70% of the outages transient related by looking at the failures, causes, and restoration notes. These included branches hitting lines, squirrels, lightning, and no problem found causes, meaning they got to the site and they couldn't see anything that happened. The transient problem is something that is temporary that potentially can be eliminated through equipment upgrades. We deployed our connectivity model, grid modernization, and outage analysis modules in our assessment. We found most of the outages were fuse or recloser-based operations. So by recommending a fuse alternative, the customer is able to reduce outages, SADI, CMI, and KADI. The grid modernization module also justified the capital expenditure based on truck rolls alone. So they needed to spend money to make these changes on new equipment, but through our analysis, we actually cost justified the whole investment. We later added on transformer, phase balancing, and segmentation modules to further increase reliability. Thanks for sharing those case studies, Ray. And finally, can you describe the modifications you have made to your assessments and your plans for your technology going forward? Sure. So we've now performed these assessments directly and with our partners, SNC Electric and GeoDigital International, for the past few years. Several customers were initially concerned with their data not being in good enough shape for the analysis, so we built a go-no-go phase into the project related to data quality. To date, each project has continued forward. As a side benefit, our data integrity module points out data issues at the source level where the customer can easily address them. With many customers moving towards new ADMS solutions, they are now seeing that our system can be the repository for their legacy data, as well as for their new ADMS deployments. One of the things that we've noticed that most ADMS suppliers want to start with a clean sheet of paper. So easily accessing historical data is put at risk by not having a single repository. Our system addresses the, this challenge. Lastly, the initial phase in assessment it's a snapshot in time. Our customers understand later that the system should be used on an ongoing basis as there's always new events or outages emerging that will impact a utility's priority. As problems are resolved, the strategy or plan should be adjusted continually. And of course, the network is always changing. And as new data sources become available, they should be leveraged into a single source of the truth. So this is, again, a living product to continually improve the reliability. Ray, thank you again for joining us today for T&D Talk. We appreciate you taking the time to share how Southwire is helping utilities to improve their grid resiliency and reliability. Thank you. To learn more, please visit southwire.com. And to listen to other podcast episodes, visit tdworld.com backslash podcasts. Or subscribe to the Line Life podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Thank you so much for listening to TD Talk.